0: We're Mike and Kelsey Domini, and we love helping people take their next best steps with God. That takes saying yes, and that's scary.
1: Hey, we've been there. Hey, we're still there, figuring out how we can all say yes to that thing God has put in our hearts to do.
0: So on this podcast, we talk about knowing God.
1: Even when it's hard to hear Him.
0: Trusting what He says.
1: Even when it's scary.
0: And actually taking steps to do something.
1: Even when it doesn't make sense.
0: Let's talk about your next best yes. Hey, welcome back to the Next Best Yes podcast. Today, we're calling it the Next Best Nap podcast. (laughs) We're talking about I love naps.
1: naps. Guys, I love naps so much. Like... I am, I sometimes when I lay down for a nap or at the end of the day, I'm so excited to sleep that I can't fall asleep. Like <laughs> I, I love sleep.
0: Which is then frustrating because you, all you want to do is sleep, but you're just know, too but excited. I'm, just, I'm
1: so happy about it, though. I'm <laughs> so happy that it's coming that I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I just am, I'm, I'm just in, joyful.
0: There are people who <laughs> love naps and it is the joy of life. And there are others who just can't or feel agitated. Like, I can't take a nap like like a kid i know so much of childhood is spent avoiding naps and so much of adulthood for uh-huh. many people is like i'm just waiting for my next nap um, do
1: naps i'm sorry i was a jerk when i was a kid exactly please come hang out again Um, my, why naps? What does this have to do? Naps feel like the opposite of next best yes. Naps feel like instead of saying yes, I'm going to go take a nap. Instead of moving forward, I'm going to lay down and sleep. Yes. So (laughs) why naps?
0: Because as we go about our work that God calls us to do, A, it's tiring. It's exhausting. And that has an effect on us. And sleep is part of our work. Really, it's a, it's a part of it's a part of our life, and sleep tells us, and our ability to sleep and how we sleep tells a lot about our heart, um, and a lot about our priorities, and we see in the Bible different people taking naps. This is not preached very often. I'm sure someone <laughs> has, um, but it, it's not discussed very often. But in what we see in the Bible of people taking naps shows the state of their heart and shows their response to what God is calling them to do.
1: So what I'm hearing you say is how you nap or how you sleep is directly related to the kind of yes or no you're giving to God.
0: That's what I would say. Let's take a look at what the Bible says. Uh, The first nap that I want to talk about here is in the book of Jonah, right at the top of the book of Jonah. Verse one it says, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish but the lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart fearing for their lives the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship but all this time jonah was sound asleep down in the hold
1: a jonah nap
0: so first we all type know of about nap. jonah
1: being swallowed by a fish but did you know, in chapter one, he's taking a nap talk about, on the
0: wrong boat. Let's talk about a Jonah nap. The Jonah nap is the first type of nap that we might take as we go about doing the thing that God called us to do. In no, in not Noah, Jonah. In Jonah's case, God told him specifically what his mission was going to be: go tell these people that they need to repent.
1: His next best yes would have been getting on a boat to Nineveh.
0: Yes. Which is in the east.
1: (laughs) Instead, he got on a boat heading west to a completely different city, escaping the yes that God's asking him to give and do something about, escaping the work. And sometimes we use naps to escape life, to escape the work, to escape the hardship, to escape the pain that we foresee coming, to escape the decisions we don't want to make, to escape the conversations we don't want to have. We just lay down and... We're exhausted,
0: sure, it's physical exhaustion, sure,
1: but the nap is used as an escape pod
0: right. And so, yeah, this looks like those things like sometimes you need to make some really big moves and do some scary things and put yourself out there and that's exhausting to think about and it's scary and sometimes there's so there's not much clarity there. and so sometimes frankly, it's easier. To just not do that. And maybe it is literally going to bed, putting the pillow over your head, and just trying to sleep it off.
1: I'll be honest. Just last week, I was I was just really struggling with the weight of life. And um, alarm went off at 6. And again at 6.15. And I turned it off. And I went back to sleep. And you got up with our daughter, got her off to school. And you were down stairs doing, I don't know, whatever you do in the morning when I'm not here. And I woke up several hours later, and I came down, and he said, Oh, hi, Henny. Did you need some extra sleep? And I said, No, it was a Jonah nap. Mm. Like, because when my alarm went off, it's not that I didn't have enough sleep from the night before. It mm-hmm. wasn't that I wasn't well enough rested. Just my alarm went off, and immediately my, my mind went to all the things that we had to do that day and all the decisions I had left to make and some unresolved situations. And I just didn't want to deal with it quite honestly. Like, even though I know that God's positioned me and is with me and going before me and beside blah, blah, me and blah, behind me. like stuff. <laughs> and All that But like in that moment, in that morning, I was like, I don't want to deal with it. I can't, I don't want to face today yet. And mm-hmm. so I fell back asleep. That's a Jonah nap. Like, mm-hmm. So I came down to you and I was pouting and I said I, it was a Jonah nap. It was mm-hmm. a Jonah morning. And I knew it. Like I knew that I didn't need the sleep. I was just running away from facing the day.
0: And it doesn't always have to mean sleep. It doesn't have to necessarily mean sleeping in when you really should. For me, or it could literally means For sleep. For you it is. <laughs> For me, I I'm one of those people like I only take a nap if I'm like sick and it conks me out. I don't mm-hmm. voluntarily you take a You have to
1: naps. have a fever of 102 before yeah you take i have to be very nap. sick
0: i just naps aren't necessarily the source of numbing out that i'm looking for for me it could be playing video games or or you know like, and so it, it doesn't necessarily mean sleep it could mean whatever you use to just escape having to think about doing the thing that you need to do and just like do something that is easy mm-hmm. and this is also a good example here this jonah nap um, a, just a, an important reminder that just because you feel at peace with your decision does not mean that that is God's will for you. It does not mean that you're doing the right thing. Hmm. Ultimately, I think there is a level of like, there's a level of dis uh, of unease when you're not in God's will, but, but you can suppress that and numb that to the point where you can fall asleep. Everyone around him is they're going crazy. The the boat is rocking, the waves are splashing, the people are yelling at each other, they're crying out to each other. He's sleeping. Like
1: It says he was sound asleep. He was
0: sound asleep. So he was peaceful enough to be able to be sleeping. Mm-hmm. So
1: He wh- liked the decision he was making. He was to run he, away.
0: he was he was okay with that. Mm-hmm. He was at peace with that decision. And so when I hear people say, like, nah, no, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, I just feel really at peace about it. Like, okay. Okay, but is that what God wants you to do? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're trying to play, like, I'm at peace about it, as if to say, end of discussion, it's good. Mm-hmm. But I would juxtapose that with when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane doing exactly what the will of, of God is, and about ready to die on the cross, Jesus was not at peace. Mm-hmm. He could not sleep. He was sweating drops of blood. His friends slept and he said, dude, wake up, like mm-hmm. pray with me. It's not a time to sleep. Mm-hmm. So peace is not an indicator that you are doing what God's will is.
1: I would I would no. argue, Mike, that, that our human understanding feeling of peace is not yes. an indicator. True the peace. Pe- true peace that comes from Christ Jesus. True peace that is a result of the gospel at work in your life. True peace is... A, indicator that you are doing God's will for your life. We just think peace. Is, we think the wrong thing about peace. Yeah. We think peace is, I feel calm. I feel, I when someone says, I feel at peace, yeah. what are they saying? Well, I don't have any inner turmoil about it.
0: Right. I'm not that's, upset.
1: That's what, it doesn't upset me. I don't have any conflict in my heart about it. There's no tension about it. I feel at peace. Right. And that is not the peace that is of Christ. I would say even Christ in the garden was was at peace with the decision he was making, being in the will of God. The peace
0: that surpasses he all just understanding. Didn't,
1: he just didn't look peaceful. He probably wouldn't, in that moment, have been like, "I am so at peace with this decision," um, because the way we define peace in our culture is so
0: yes, it's, it's skewy, flawed. like
1: screwy, askew from from the actual gospel piece of Jesus Christ. Um, So I just want to clarify that. Yeah. It felt like we were going in a weird direction that I didn't want to be like, you're not going to be at peace if you're following God's will. No, your life won't necessarily look like peaceful. It might not look like the way we define peace, but it is the way to actually live in peace. Just, and be- so, just because you point,
0: can fall asleep with your decision does not mean that it's the right decision. Right. And that doesn't here.
1: mean that you're you're actually at peace either. It means mm-hmm. that you are have suppressed the the voice of the Holy Spirit so much that you are without conflict and able to sleep. Um
0: So watch out for those Jonah naps when you just feel like it'd be easier to sleep than it would be to do the thing I need to do. That's a Jonah nap. Mm-hmm. And What can we do to avoid the Jonah nap? Hey, God, I really don't want to do this. God, I don't have the energy for this. Mm -hmm. God, I just can't imagine. I just don't want to.
1: Like if if Jonah had
0: even gone to God and said, God, I don't want to do this, then at least they can have a conversation. Yeah. But Jonah didn't even give God the chance for a conversation. He just went and slept it off.
1: And you know what really helps me too, Mike? What? Um, Secondarily to prayer, obviously. is just blasting some worship music.
0: Yeah. Great.
1: Honestly, just realigning my energy and my, my mind to to things that are of God.
0: Love it. That's one kind of nap. That's 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 the worst kind of nap. Let's we're, not do we're, that. We're starting with the with the worst kind of We and love we're, naps. We're we don't
1: love Jonah naps.
0: Next nap is the Elijah nap, First Kings 19. Here's the story. Uh, this is actually after Elijah had a huge victory over the false prophets of Baal on the mountain, and Elijah called down fire from heaven, and God answered and burned up the sacrifice and showed all of the false prophets who God really was. It was awesome. And so, First Kings 19... When Ahab got home, that's the king, he told Queen Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah, may the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I've not killed you just as you killed them. Okay, well, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life and he went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. So then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and he ate and he drank and he had the strength to continue his journey. So what this shows us is like, A, can we just acknowledge how depressed Elijah was? And understandably, like it came off of the, the heels of this huge victory. Great. A great literal mountaintop moment. And then the enemies started talking. The haters started hating. The threat started coming, and he's like, "I, what's the point even anymore? Like, just kill me already. Fine. Like, I, I'm and tired honestly, of this." We
1: have the value of looking back over thousands of years of people's stories in scripture to see this play out, but, um, but even today we still see it is it's it's so predictable that after you make an advance for Kyod's kingdom after mm-hmm. you push forward and, and build and, and do something that really advanced the kingdom and really took background from the enemy, there will come attack. Like yeah. there will come discouragement and oppression and, and attack and, and your enemies will, will get fired up because Satan doesn't let his ground go easy. And it's so, so predictable. It took up two, chapters of our next best yes book that's Mm -hmm. coming out in a couple months.
0: Oh yeah, opposition's real.
1: Opposition is so real that every time you say yes to God, every time you say yes to God and you you push forward for the kingdom and you take ground for the kingdom, there will be opposition. Like there will the fact that Jezebel came after him like this, obviously it left him depressed. Obviously it left him very discouraged. But it's almost just it was just waiting to happen like it's not on. even it's not even surprising that that happened to Elijah and that someone came after him that hard after making that big of an impact for the kingdom of God
0: so Elijah went off and just fell asleep and this is not the same as a Jonah nap because Elijah yeah. is not avoiding God's will he's not disobeying God he's just in it and it's like i'm exhausted. exhausted i got nothing left and I take Elijah naps a
1: lot, Mike. Yeah. I take Elijah naps a lot. Like, I get very emotionally and mentally invested in things that I'm doing. And you know this of me. And so sometimes you just look at me like, just, it's okay if you just go lie down. Like, you're putting out so much. You just need to rest. And we do use these terms.
0: Like, go take an Elijah nap. We we actually use these terms.
1: And when you get up, you can have a snack. And I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) And what we learned from this story here is sometimes... It's just a nod to the fact that we are human. We get exhausted.
1: Get worn out. We
0: get worn out. We need sleep. We need food and water. And, and God, knowing our humanity, will, will say or just let us sleep and remind us, hey, just sleep. Wake up. Eat something. And what I like about Elijah's story is after he got up and ate something, he fell back asleep again. Like, take another nap. Double was that, nap. Was that Ooh. not enough? like sleep again because and have
1: another snack and then have
0: another snack. So what a great takeaway this is. Sometimes you just need to to sleep.
1: Sometimes and eat. the fight can wait.
0: The fight can wait. Sometimes
1: the conversation can wait. Sometimes the work can wait while you rejuvenate a little bit and and get your feet back under you and get your energy back.
0: You're not under made you. to go 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 all the time. No. That's not healthy. That's not what God wants for you. Part of your rhythm as of doing God's work is gonna have to involve sleeping. and you get, may get to the point where it's like, I, I just have to crash. Okay, crash. Even if even if you're depressed, like God God was gonna do some work. At the story that follows, if you want to keep reading in second, in first Kings 19, go ahead and read the story that follows about God teaching Elijah about how to hear his voice and how God's working and where God is and where God isn't. Like great lessons ahead. God did not bring Elijah to the classroom when Elijah was too tired to even think and too hungry to even focus. God let him sleep and eat, and sleep, and eat again, and then was ready to teach him and restore him and encourage him and help him go on his way. So it's okay to take an Elijah nap. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're disobeying. It doesn't mean that you are avoiding your responsibilities. It is being fully human and recognizing, you know what? I can't keep going. And God's like, you're right. You can't rest, eat. We'll talk later.
1: He made our bodies to need sleep. And rest.
0: So that's an Elijah so, nap.
1: Going. Nap number three.
0: Nap number three.
1: The, the Jesus, Jesus nap. nap.
0: <laughs> Matthew eight, uh, then uh, verse twenty three. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Now, suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, "Lord, save us! We're going to drown." Jesus responded, "Why are you afraid?" You have so little faith that he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Well, who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. So here we have a Jesus snap. And a Jesus snap is when you can have peace.
1: Actual peace.
0: Actual peace.
1: Given by the gospel of peace. And by the prince of peace. Rest. Given by Jesus, who promises peace that he gives the... That the world cannot give peace that surpasses understanding. Philippians that kind of peace. 4,
0: 6, don't worry about in every, anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, present your request to God with thanksgiving, and he will give you peace that passes all understanding. It's just like, I don't worry about this. I'm going to go take a nap because the world doesn't need me to run it. God is running the entire world with his feet up and so why am i struggling why am i why would i fight because i don't need to god's got this under control the jesus nap acknowledges that all the storms around you can't hurt you and god is in complete control of them Hmm. and so it's a surrender. It's a worship of, God, you are God, and I am not. That's obviously not what Jesus would say, because he also was God. <laughs> but if, if when we take a Jesus nap in this, is like, God, you are God. I am not. You're in control. And whatever's going on around me can't shake me, because you're in control of it. You can calm it whenever you want. And that's in exactly what Jesus did. And what does this look like practically? Sometimes... It could be, I'm going to go take a nap right now. (laughs) Um, Not because I'm exhausted and drained like Elijah. um, Not because I'm trying to avoid anything like Jonah. But it's like, you know what? Just because I can. Just because the next hour of my life is like not going to make or break the whole kingdom work. God can do more in my nap time than I can do in my awake time. So... Um, it could literally mean go a, a nap just because you can in the middle of the day. And it's your act of trusting. It could also just mean surrendering your sleep at night to God. Mm. Um, there's a couple really important Psalms. And if you struggle with sleep, if you struggle with resting, literally sleeping in, in the middle of the night, take these verses, put them by your bed or read them before you sleep, really absorb these. First one is Psalm 4, 8 in peace. I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Mm. The second one is Psalm 127, 2.
1: Can I read it? Yes. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to those he loves. God gives rest to his loved ones.
0: Don't You don't need to it's go useless. burn the midnight oil, unless burning, God tells you.
1: Burning the candle at both ends? No. That is not the way to glorify God with your work. No. You're not getting more done in your 24 hours of awakeness than God could get done if you only worked for eight. <laughs> yeah. We, it, It's useless, this psalm says. God gives rest to his loved ones.
0: Thinking back about when uh, Israel was going through the wilderness, I was just reading this on the Out Loud Bible Project podcast, Um, and we're going through Exodus there at this point. And God gave them manna in the wilderness, just bread that just kind of materialized from the dew on the ground. And he told them, for six days, go out and gather what you need for a day and bring it home and that's what you need for the day. On the 6th day, go out and gather there's going to be twice as much mana out there. Go gather twice as much as you normally would and bring it home. And on the 7th day, there's not going to be any mana out there. Don't don't go gather it because it's not going to be there. And this is to show you that I worked for 6 days and the 7th day I want you to rest. And that's how we're going to do this rhythm. And so the people did that. They gathered what double on the sixth day. But then some people still went out on the seventh day to go try to find and provide. And God told Moses to go tell the people, stop. Do not go out into the fields. Do not go try to provide for yourselves. The t- today is a day of rest. And I want you to rest because I know what's healthy for you. And so this Jesus nap may be on that seventh day of the week where you're like, you know what, instead of working today, instead of trying to push the ball down the field on all the projects that I've got or whatever, I'm just going to go take a nap because I got time. Mm -hmm. And today's the day that I said I worked extra hard earlier in the week. Uh, Today's the day that I'm just going to give it up. I'm just going to go take a nap. I'm going to rest
1: And you're not resting because the work's done. You're not resting because there's no more work to be done. You're not resting because there's nothing else to do, so you might as well take a nap. No, you're resting because you're obedient to God's rhythm for your life. And God's rhythm for your life on a weekly basis is to rest one out of seven days. Maybe on a daily basis, it's to find some rest throughout the day where you know that he's at work even when you're not. And he's holding things together even when you can't. And so you're able to lie down and take a nap and be at peace and live in his rest that he promises you because he loves you. Knowing that there's no amount of worry or hustle or work that you can do that is going to do any amount of good, more good than God can do on his own. He doesn't need you, he wants you to rest. So, that you can actually be more fruitful and do more work on the other side of it when you're well rested. So, sometimes we just take a nap, not because you're overwhelmed and overworked, but just because you realize God's got this. I can rest. I can take a nap.
0: Great. So, three men in the Bible, each taking their different naps. We can learn a lot from how they slept. And
1: one, Kelsey, here right (laughs) now, who takes all three naps on various occasions. She's been all the naps.
0: Um, the Jonah nap, where you're avoiding what you should be doing. In that case, pray, play some worship music. Don't. But
1: for for the love, get up.
0: Get up! Don't stay up. sleeping.
1: Then there's the Elijah nap.
0: Elijah nap. In which case, that's the exact kind for of for the love. Just, take a nap. <laughs> just for the love just sleep. Like don't tr- do try all that is holy. Don't take a nap. Don't try to keep d- pushing forward and trying to figure it out or having like this could look like sometimes like conversations that you need to have with someone a hard conversation and you're just exhausted. Like maybe don't have that conversation. You're not your best self right now. Mm-hmm. It's like those Snickers commercial. Like you're not <laughs> yourself when you're hungry. Yeah. Like you're not yourself when you need to take an Elijah nap. Go take a nap. And then there's the Jesus nap where it's in full surrender of like, God, you're in control. There's nothing I can do that's going to run the world any better than you're already doing it. I'm going to go rest right now. And I'm going to trust that you will make everything work out. And when it's time for me to work, I'll be up and I'll be ready and I'll be refreshed to do it.
1: May you go into the rest of your day and the rest of your week, willing to let things go, willing to rest in the rest that the Lord provides and willing to let Psalm 4-8 be true of you, in peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe.
0: Happy napping. See you next time. The next Best Yes podcast is listener-supported. You can get exclusive access to worksheets and extra content by becoming a supporter. Links are in the show notes.
1: Still struggling to hear from God? Dig into His Word. Check out Mike's Outloud Bible Project podcast, where you'll experience the Bible in a conversational and approachable way.
0: Ready to do something about your yes? You don't have to do it alone. Find out more about The Grove, our private coaching community, at thegrovecreative.com.